take your time, do it right, do we it. can do it, baby. Do it, do it tonight, do it. baby. We can do it, take your time, do it right. Welcome back into the Marcus Wall Show on this Friday night. Special thanks to Matt Brubaker for joining me in the last segment. Always great to chat with Brew. It's always great to chat with my co-host, the owner of the Bat Cave. And uh, I should say owner of the Bat Cave. Sorry for the voice crack. Um, and, and certainly Bat Cave Industries, the one Kevin M. Libby. I don't want to say the one and only because you guys know from the last segment, just having Brew on, that there is another Matt Brubaker out there. Um, but Kevin joins me. Thanks, uh, thanks again for having me in your humble abode. And uh, and all and and good to see you. it's been a while since we did this. Mark, it's good to be back. And thank I like it the way you say that I have a house. It's nice. The the humble abode, the the bat cave. Batman, boy, was it That's funny right. to hear you and Brew was a lot of fun. I mean, you guys go way back, and Brew does a lot of the things that that I wish I could do. And I just really loved every bit of that, Marcus. Thank you, man. Appreciate it. The beard story. I mean, come on. (laughs) I got to know just for me, are you ever going to shave it again? Is there a dare so deep or a a charity so charitable? Nah. There's no dollar figure? I I really don't. I don't see it. I I really don't. It's and, And like I had said in that segment with him, I never visualized, especially... With the fact that my dad, as long as I've known him, um, has predominantly had a beard. I never saw myself as a beard guy. I thought I was going to be a goatee guy. But I grew the full beard out because I was tired of shaving in high school. I had to shave twice a week, if not three times a week. And, of course, in school, a week is five days. I had to shave like mad. And I was just tired of it. And when I graduated, I said, I'm, I'm growing my facial hair out for a while. I'm not going to shave for a while. And I really, I really liked it. And I, and I had said it there. The last time that I fully shaved my face was before I went to Costa Rica in 2010. And uh, so I went there with a clean-shaven face. A week after I got there, my, my host mom asked me if I was growing a beard. And I know. You told and, Drew. And I had said, yeah. Yeah. You started and, growing it, and, and I came back. Yeah, exactly. And uh, we're all here so, for it. And, and yes, you you know this as well. Um, just kind of reiterating that fact. So no, I don't. I don't see myself shaving it off. It's it's here. Bob it's here Ross. to stay. Yours yours also looks thanks very fine. It's my COVID beard. I might have to go at some point. Ah, no, it looks great. I I may at some point have keep, to go. Mm. Keep it. Well, appreciate the love. Brew rocks. And knows your history. My favorite parts were the parts where you're talking about going back to college. But, uh, man, we got to have him on more. We'll, uh, we'll definitely see about doing that. I will be on his show, as, as we had mentioned, as well. And, uh, and it's been great hearing him rap, uh, not rap whimsotic, um, but just be, be back on. Rap whimsotic? <laughs> be back on air. I botched that. Um, I like it though. It's, it's it's yeah. It's it's not it's not the right. Market, not the Marcus Marcus right he's uh, playing coy. He was running limericks earlier. Marcus is in it tonight. <laughs> a Friday night, Friday night recording. You're loose. I like Fri- it. Friday night's all right for MJW. <laughs> um. So <laughs> let's get into it. Let's get into let's, it. Let's talk let's, some sports. Here. Yeah. Let's rock and roll. Um. Want to start off certainly on a on a grim note. Figured you know I would I would get things going on a positive note because things are going to turn grim here very quickly. I'm going to start this segment asking you what I talked about uh, to open off segment one, the monologue, and that's about the state of baseball. And I, and I had said before, it's it's not good. I think I think we're in a spot where at best we'll see a, a revisiting of 2020, and at worst we may not see baseball for quite some time. There are more grim things in the world, yes. And this is a game, yes. But for a game that we love very much, 
You know, it's going to be a death to baseball in the imaginations of children for an entire summer. And I remember what that felt like. You remember what that felt like. We had to fall back in love with the game. A lot of people, it's hard to do that. It's even harder if you're missing out on your initial opportunity. Remember the first time you watched and fell in love with a baseball game? Well, there's a bunch of kids that aren't going to get to do that because owners don't want to share as much of their profit with the players as they have in the past. So that's it. It's very sad. Baseball is what it is. Uh, apparently, though, from the collective bargaining, the DH is going to be on both sides. So the fact that Troy Otani is amazing out in Los Angeles is going to be uh, less impacted by the way the game plays out. But sure, I mean, he's on the American League team. I get that. But, uh, you know, he's Babe Ruth. And the pitches of old are no longer going to bunt, and the batters of the eighth hole will no longer be pitched around. Good. I, I have been for having the universal DH for years. And I think... Everything has certainly gone that way that, you know, the times certainly have changed. And and honestly, if I had a dime for as many players that I've seen run the bases, that many pitchers that I've seen run the bases and get hurt and, and that type of thing, you know, and I get it. It's a strategy thing and whatnot. I'm all for the universal DH. I've been that way for a long, long Never mind the injury thing of a $30 million player sliding into third base. What I like about it is the money. Because it elongates the careers of anyone with a pure bat. You don't necessarily have to hit the dingus, but if you can hit for a 300 average or a high enough OPS, then you're in the league longer. And what that makes that good about you know the game of baseball is that the players that get a lot of attention in baseball are the ones that are going yard. You know I, I don't know if everyone remembers the commercial with uh, Glavin and Maddox back in the day, but Chicks dig the long ball. So... Anybody hitting 40-plus home runs is going to have a little bit more uh, attention. And if in the National League you can have a designated hitter who's somebody that in the past has hit 40 home runs, even if it's 10 years ago, uh, the, the crowd will enjoy watching a DH hit that used to have a bat more than watching their pitcher bunt. Without question, my friend, without question. Um, so, yeah, base, baseball's in a, in a bit of a tough spot. Um, that is saying, uh, saying that for sure. Let's move to the NFL because this certainly fascinates me. I, I meant to talk a little bit about the Super Bowl in the monologue, but uh, but negated that certainly with as much golf and some of the other promotional stuff I was talking about and um, certainly going over a little bit of the bracket knowledge between one Andy Katz and one Joseph Lenardi of ESPN and... Uh, and Andy Katz works for the Big Ten Network and some of the Fox affiliates associated with that. Um, tell you what, with with the NFL, that Super Bowl, it wasn't quite 18 to 16 like you predicted. It wasn't quite 30 to 27 that I predicted, and it wasn't quite 31 to 27, which were a couple of my numbers, one and seven, which could have given me a lot of money. Um, but it was in terms of the board that, that my brother got up. I followed. But um, it, it was a valiant effort by the Cincinnati Bengals and a very, very competitive ball game. 23-20 to 20 was the final score. The L.A. Rams are victorious at home. It's the second time in a row, not just the second time since the Super Bowl uh, came to be, but the second time in a row that the home team, um, or rather the team that is hosting the Super Bowl, wins, and, and that being that the Super Bowl was in L.A., L.A. was in the game, but they were the road team, uh, and, and they went with those white jerseys. Uh, of course, Tampa ended up doing the same against Kansas City a couple years ago, and uh, I was actually here for that one at the Batcave watching it with you, fine sir. I uh, I watched this year's game that just ended about a month ago over at church and, uh, and had fun doing that. But just a, a very competitive game. My takeaways from it, certainly Joe Burrow and his comeback after the injury late in the game, but unable to have the big play on that final drive where they come up just a little bit short, the incomplete pass, which uh, which certainly ended it with about a minute to go. Um, the fact that he was able to come back was incredible after 
getting that knee really, really uh, wrangled up quite a bit. And just a couple of plays here and there. The the flags were somewhat of a factor, but it was it was kind of chippy all the way through. At the end of the day, kind of as projected, despite not having OBJ for a good portion of that game for the LA Rams, Aaron Donald, Von Miller, that defense, holy crap. It was it was something fun to watch despite the offensive production and the quality of uh, of one Joe Burrow. Hey Marcus, Marcus, what wins championships? It's defense. Oh yeah, that thing. Yeah, ball control, time control, all of a sudden it's like a big squeeze. And and the game played out. I mean, it was neck and neck. Uh you get one, I get one. It was really fascinating to watch and you know, it had it literally had a little bit of everything. Did you have, and I know you didn't watch much of the game, if any at all, and saw the highlights. Um, did you happen to catch any of the highlights or whatnot of the halftime show? Oh, yeah, I watched that whole thing on YouTube. That halftime show was, and, and I'm not the biggest fan of rap music, but that halftime show took me back to being in high school, and it was pure gold. When, when 50 Cent was hanging from the rafters with his head about to touch the floor. We all looked at each other, looked back at the TV, we're like, holy smokes, that's 50 Cent. He didn't say he was going to come here. It was a surprise. When uh, when Eminem started going with Lose Yourself, which is my favorite Eminem song of all time, I love it, doing the head bob, and uh, <laughs> and Maria Soden, gosh, she, she said, man, if I had... My phone ready. I should have taken a picture because especially all of us guys we were doing the head bob. And Mary J. Blige was great. And uh, the other guys that, that were involved certainly were great. The, the big surprise and reveal, as I said, was Fitty coming out and doing his thing. But it was just so much fun to see that environment. Snoop was off the chain. And... Uh, dressed in his his L.A. Ram garb for sure, at least with the colors of of yellow and blue. And it was just, it was an entertaining game. Now, we had the volume down on our TV, and we were kind of talking, you know, up at the Parish Life Center. So I really didn't listen to much of the commentary. I have listened to some of it since, and I have heard reviews that Al Michaels and Chris Collinsworth were definitely not at their best. Um... But, you know, all in all, it was, and it was a little bit of a different experience with for me because I was watching it with a different crowd. Um, but a very enjoyable experience, a very enjoyable game, met met some new people, and uh, really, really had, had fun with it. I expected a good game, and uh, a good game is, is what we got. I was, I was bummed that Cincinnati did not win. I was wearing my black and orange for the Bengals, being the Ohioan that I am. Um, but it was, it was a good game, you know, all the way around and, uh, was glad to see Ron Torbert get his first Super Bowl as the head official, uh, rather the referee, or as some people like to call it the white hat. Um, so first time for him was, was great. And, uh, it was, it was a good game. And I, I expect both these teams to have a chance to be back in it, into the swing of things, uh, next year for sure. I'm excited for Matt Stafford. I mean, what a year for fans from the University of Georgia. You get to see the guy that you saw lose all those years in the Lions. Go get a ring. And my theory is that next year, since Tampa got a bowl game, you know, got the Super Bowl, won there. L.A. got the Super Bowl, won there. The logical next team to be granted a Super Bowl, Soldier Field. Give me that luxurious, warm-weather destination, Chicago. Wow. It's the game you'd never see. A Super Bowl at home in Chicago. The the coldest Super Bowl that I can think of was the one played between the Denver Broncos and the Seattle Seahawks and the the coldest Super Bowl game. Um now this is not counting Indianapolis when they had the dome be the 
because the no, dome experience because that not... was because that was the dome. I'm with you now. I'm right. talking. I'm talking outside in the elements, and it really wasn't that bad. It was in New Jersey, and it was like 50 degrees. But as far as I know, that was the coldest Super Bowl um, on record, not counting you know the championships from years gone by when they really started with the NFL championships. So that would definitely be interesting to see a Super Bowl in Chicago with probably a foot of snow come come February. Um, I, I don't think I would care for it. I, I got to be completely honest. But well, stranger things have happened. So why do you pay so much for the Super Bowl ticket? Well, you're not just going to a game. You're usually going to a destination. Now... Is Chicago in winter a destination? Yes. Is it pleasant? Sometimes. Depends how much you like improv comedy. They have Second City and a great live music scene. But if you're going for an outdoor football game at Soldier Field, uh, it's for people that really like hats. So I I suppose... And scarves and gloves and everything else. If you're really into that stuff and you like football, and I'm not sure how much of that overlaps, uh, it works out. But that's why most Super Bowls are in places like New Orleans, because if your team wins, you want to go party in New Orleans, or do you want to put on your other hat to match your other hat and your scarf and your, and your shovel so you can go home and complain about your feet being cold? Happy Super Bowl to you, champ. Next year, the Super Bowl will be on February 12th. It'll be at State Farm Stadium in Glendale, Arizona, the home of the Arizona Cardinals. In 2024, February 11th, it'll be at Allegiant Stadium in Paradise, Nevada, home of the Las Vegas Raiders. And then in 2025, February 9th, Super Bowl will be at the Caesars Superdome in Nolens, Louisiana. And the coldest Super Bowl, and, and the one that I had mentioned was certainly, to, to my knowledge and recollection, but Kevin has it up here, the coldest Super Bowl game took place at Tulane Stadium in New Orleans for Super Bowl, uh, for the Super Bowl, I will say, the, the Roman numerals, and I don't really get along all that well. The Dallas Cowboys beat, or uh, rather battled the Miami Dolphins. 39 degrees. Yeah, that's chilly. Um, is that, I guess that's Super Bowl six, right, VI? Look at the year, 1972. How many losses did those Dolphins? Remember that, remember that team? I remember hearing something about that team, yeah. Some people worshipped Willy Wonka. Others really liked Larry Zonka. Those Finns... <laughs> You love a you love a good rhyme, my Irish. That's friend. very good. A good limerick. That's uh, very good. Those fans were unforgettable. And and those that uh, loved Larry Zonka also loved Don Shula, and his forty eight ounce porterhouse that you can get in Miami. Um, that that is a lot of steak. Don Shula, not a cobbler, which is someone who fixes shoes, uh, and and your boy was not a haberdasher, which is someone who would have a lot of hats available for a game in Chicago. Chicago. My my boy? I'm just trying to think of someone that likes hats. My uh my grandfather liked hats. Well, he had, he had a bunch of the taxi cab driver hats. I've I've got a couple of them as well. This is the one that gave you Laurel and Hardy? Yes indeed. Oh, it's the coolest thing in the planet, Marcus. Good old Pap. Um while I uh while I'm talking about Pap, let's uh let's mix in a little bit of St. Patrick's Day stuff before we get back into the sports um are you a corn and i was talking about saint patrick's day traditions boiled dinner are you a corned beef and cabbage fan being that you are an irishman from the northeast the boiled dinner is when everything goes in one big pot uh corned beef the cabbage the carrots sometimes get some salt in there some other things uh celery sticks even i do not like a boiled dinner i do like a good really good well done mashed potato so does that mean you are not a fan of corned beef and cabbage? Is that how you clarify a boiled dinner? Because I have had corned beef, cabbage, potatoes. I want a shepherd's pie. I want. There's so many Irish foods I want that aren't that. I got it. I I have grown to really enjoy corned beef, and I have grown to enjoy cabbage as well. Actually. I recently had a meal that was left over from a few weeks back that, that my mom made. It was 
bratwurst. Um, yes, it was bratwurst. And she used a sauerkraut that was dill garlic. I've, I've grown to like sauerkraut in, in my uh, advanced age, but it's it's got to be rinsed at least a little bit. Um, it's salty is what you're saying. A little salty. Vinegary? It's it's pungent. Briny? It's it's very pungent. It's good for your gut bacteria. And and it is. And as long as the pungency of the sauerkraut is down um, somewhat, you know, I can handle it. And I actually really like it. The, the dill garlic sauerkraut that my mom got, I'll have to remember where she got that. It's like eating a thing of relish. It was delicious. Off the, I've never, I've never used the phrase "off the chain" when talking about sauerkraut. Sauerkraut was off the chain, um, so I'm definitely a pork and sour, uh, pork and sauerkraut guy for New Year's, and a corned beef and cabbage guy for St. Patrick's Day. I'm going to be covering the St. Patrick's Day parade. Have you ever been to the St. Patrick's Day parade either on Savannah in Savannah or in Hilton Head? I'm sure you were went to some in the Northeast. Been to Boston, been to Savannah, and I had that cover back in 2000 when I was at WHHI. Yeah, I've shot the parade. 2000 what? I think it was about 14 or 15 back when I was a camera person. But my favorite thing was that they had military folks walking by. They had, uh, you know, uh, the school and some of the, the local clubs all going by. And then the Clydesdales were there. And I put it into my, uh, I was segment producing for WHHI, and I put it into the segment, um, all these folks who were standing on the side of the road, one woman stands up and goes, everybody stand up, the Clydesdales are coming. And I just thought that was so funny that, you know, they have military personnel, uh, civic leaders, you know, the heroes walking past, and then everybody stand up, here come them horses. And in case anyone's wondering, the horses go in the back because they poop. That certainly makes sense. Um, they, you don't want to march behind the horses. Yeah, no. Uh-uh. Um... I'm looking forward to covering the event. March 13th is going to be a very, very big day uh, in the Walsh household, and and certainly within within the family, and and especially for me, it's my birthday. Um, but I will, you know, go to church, spend time with with mom and dad, and get a whole bunch of messages and stuff from the fam and uh, and friends, and do the birthday thing, and then go cover the the St. Patrick's Day parade with Maria Soden, and then end up going to Choral Society rehearsal, and you could bet your bottom dollar I'm going to finish the night with a Guinness or two. Only only way to celebrate, and I know St. Patrick's Day is a few days later, but with it being the Sunday before, that's when the island has their St. Patrick's Day parade. I would celebrate with a Guinness anyway, because it's my birthday. So You want to have those Guinness, go. just drink it like your name's Aaron. When in doubt, you can look in the mirror and just say, Aaron, go, bro. That's absolutely right. Um, so, yeah, March 13th, a week from Sunday, going to be a, uh, a good one. It's certainly glad and, and privileged to be covering the St. Patrick's Day Parade this year for WHHI-TV and uh, Selection Sundays on that day as well. So let's dive right on into that. I had talked a little bit about the, uh, the situation with couple of bracketology experts, Joe Lenardi of ESPN and Andy Katz as well, formerly of ESPN, now of Fox and uh, the Big Ten Network and the like. And there are just so many teams that intrigue me. You know, big big stuff coming from, from Duke tomorrow with the big game against North Carolina. It's Mike Krzyzewski's last several games here of the regular season and then getting into the ACC tournament that's going to be starting soon, and they look to get a top two seed in uh, in the March Madness tournament. Hopefully, you know Gonzaga, Auburn. We talked about these teams. Certainly, Arizona out west is looking really good. We're going to be talking more about March Madness as it continues, as the season continues, and as March Madness starts to really get hot. But what what are some things that that you're looking forward to, Kev? As far as that goes, with March Madness getting unveiled with the bracket of 68 in just over a week. It's wide open. Absolutely wide open. I have my eye on Kentucky because of the chances that that kid might get in there. He's not going to play this year. 
You know, I know Coach Calipari will say some things that maybe don't hold true, but we're that's not going to happen. He's not going to play. The Zags look really dominant. They've been the number one the whole year. I get you've been beat three times, but they're college kids, and the Zags are deep. Baylor's the other one I always really like. And then the Dukies have always had a lot. I don't mm, – this is like saying goodbye to Ben Roethlisberger. I'm not going to have a lot of affinity. I love Coach K as a Team USA coach. I have really hard had really hard times adapting to weight. I like Coach K. He's the hardest loss to watch in an NCAA tournament because he just ha- he hassles the refs at the end of any time they're going to lose and get out of that tournament. And so I'm really frustrated to see how the refs respond to Coach K in his last year because if they cave to him, I don't think anyone's going to stop Duke. I don't like that that might change the game. I've said it before. I'll say it again. I didn't witness them um, live, but I was in Auburn, Alabama, when Auburn was number one, they mm-hmm. took on Oklahoma. I was seeing the Dartmouth equestrian team mm-hmm. that weekend back in uh, in late January, so just over a month ago. Auburn to me, and and I had picked Auburn to get to the Final Four back in 2019, and they did. And I ended up winning my bracket challenge in Coconuts because of it. And I very well may pick them to get to the Final Four again. They are a team led by Bruce Pearl that has a lot of talent. They can shoot the basketball. To me, they they aren't as strong defensively, but they're kind of like the Virginia after Virginia. They're they're one of those teams that just is is right there, has a lot of momentum year to year, and they're right now listed at number five, NCA.com. Villanova's starting to get their mojo back. They're in the top 15. Texas Tech's been strong all year. Tennessee has really impressed me. They're at 21 and 7. Um, Arkansas has impressed me. They've got the matchup with Tennessee tomorrow. That should be very interesting. Um, there's there's a good amount of teams. Even UCLA. UCLA was expected to do really well. They're still in the top 20. Um, there are a lot of teams that could have a serious way of things in here um just taking a look at the top 25 if there was a bit of a team that would be maybe a little bit of a sleeper I'm thinking because of the conference UConn at 18 is playing really well this year um St. Mary's at 19 24 and 6 Murray State at 28 and 2 so it could be an interesting year for one of those, but but it seems like the Blue Bloods are really a big factor this year, and especially with the teams out west, particularly Arizona. I think Arizona is one of those fringe Elite Eight Final Four type contenders this year. It's gonna be gonna be a lot of fun, and still we have a little again a little over a week to figure out who's playing where not just in terms of the first couple of rounds, but where they'll be playing their regional finals at and uh, and all of the like. It's a fun time of year, my man. It's a fun time of year. They're kids, and it's not football, which is a little more controlled relative to predictability when you get into the big games. You know, I'll say it in a different way. In football, the top four teams are going to be a top ten team by the end of the year. No one's going to fall out that much. And men's basketball, women's basketball too. Uh, getting into the tournament, it's it's a wild and crazy thing because consistency among kids this young is very hard to come by. And the differential in styles between these teams that really most likely have not played each other prior to their appearances, the surprises will get you. And if you're a top team, if you're you know one through four seed, and then all of a sudden you, you know, you're taking on this team that you're their biggest game of the year and they've been staring at your roster and they know just how to size you up. You know, maybe you can do something against your own conference you can't do against this other team. And so, yeah, you know how these games go. They're wide, 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 wide open. While we um, – if if there was a team right now, and I know we've, we've talked some Final Four before we move on to the NBA. We've talked some Final Four. We've talked some teams to look out for. Who is your team that, that you're thinking could very well cut the nets down when it all come April? Is it Gonzaga? No, it's Kansas. 
I like the coaching. I, you know, I think that that's the kind of stuff that really matters. I like Bill Self quite a bit, and I think they have enough guard play up there to be just fine, you know. And I think Jalen Wilson's a stud. Taking my Duke fandom out of it, because you know I'm going to be rooting for Duke to win the entire thing. Taking my Duke fandom out of it, I said it before, I'll say it again, and I really like Baylor. I like Kansas. There's just something about this Bruce Pearl-Auburn team the last few years, and they've been so close to the top, if not number one, consistently all year long. They could make a very deep run, possibly cut the cut the nets down. If, if I had to pick a team right now that I think has the chance to win the entire thing, I think it's the Auburn Tigers. Wendell Green Jr., Jalen Williams, Chris Moy, Jabari Smith. Not a bad combo. You're talking size, skill, experience, and Bruce Pearl. So I get why. I get it. Why not? It, it could very well be Kansas-Auburn. Who knows? If it, if it ends up being that way, we might have to get together. Place a little side bet or something. You know that would be food. Oh, we don't bet money. We're talking about chocolate chips on a burger. Yeah, or uh, or chicken wings on a burger. Been there, done that one, baby. That's right, you did. I'm still enamored by that. It was as many calories as I could get possibly per guy, you know, per dollar. (laughs) Let's move on to the NBA, and uh, we're like five weeks away from the playoffs in the NBA. The Philadelphia 76ers made the move. I don't know if we've had a show since this happened. I think we have. You want to talk about um, No, we haven't. We talked. We speculated. We we did. We speculated. Um, the the big move did happen with with Harden and Simmons. You as, you called it as I called it. You did the Adele reference. Remember the Adele reference? I'm the one you're, he's leaving. Rumor has it. Rumor, Ru- that one. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Rumor. You enjoyed right. my singing. Rumor, yes, rumor, yes, yes. Rumor has it. And it ha- ha- happened. And it, it did indeed. And so far, it's working out pretty doggone well for Philadelphia, albeit a very small sample size. For Brooklyn, not so much. Um, but Philadelphia, to me, looks like the team to beat in the East. And... You might put Milwaukee as as their matchup right now in the Eastern Conference Finals. To me, I'm out west. I'm still really high on Phoenix. Um, Golden State's been struggling a little bit as of late. Got some other teams like Utah that are uh, that are in the way of of certain scenarios. The Lakers continue to crumble. Like a stale saltine. Shout out to my uncle, Greg Walsh, for that one. Um, there's just a lot of uh, of different scenarios. The Grizzlies, 43 and 21. They're eight games in back of the Suns for first. They're in third place. They're on fire right now. The Jazz, 39 and 22. The Mavericks, 38 and 25. Um, but but to me, it's it's kind of like the Suns. And and the Sixers right now could very well be that that finals matchup um, out east. You've got the Heat that are currently in first. The Sixers are in second, two and a half games in back of Miami. The Bulls are in third at thirty nine and twenty four. The Bucks are in fourth at uh, thirty eight and twenty five. The Celtics in fifth. The Cavs are starting to drop off a little bit, but they're still above that play-in 7 through 10 out east. So that's good for uh, for folks of the Cleveland Cavaliers. And um, so there's just a lot going on. I, I think that there's a chance and a pretty good one at that, despite the different talk that you hear, that LeBron may end up playing out this contract. Wouldn't surprise me if he leaves L.A., we know that he wants to play with his son during his final year, and I know his son's still at least a year or two away from playing in the NBA, depending on if he plays in college or not. He could play a year and then decide to move on elsewhere to the NBA. He could skip the NBA, uh, skip college altogether. 
but what's what's your what's your thought on LeBron and and the Lakers and is he going to stay there past this contract or do you think he's going to set his sights somewhere else? Where where might Bronny go? I mean, again, it's going to be a couple of years. Would he possibly join up with his dad in Lakerland? Yeah, those were fun reports to hear that uh, LeBron is that deadly serious about playing in the league with his son. Bronny has a lot of work to do to get himself draft ready. Um, I'm excited to see where it goes. I don't think that Anthony Davis and LeBron are going to break up. Everyone's talking about that as, as speculation. Why would you ever trade Anthony Davis? Oh, yeah, I... Okay. No. And would you ever trade LeBron? Mm. Well, there you go. So, you cross that bridge when you get there. But Anthony Davis isn't going anywhere. Stop, stop that speculation. Um, look at Lonzo Ball coming out of the East with the with the Bulls. We're expecting him to come back off that surgery here before the playoffs, maybe? I mean, we're looking at a report that's coming up from when he just had surgery back in January. But I think the Bulls are something to look out for. And my Celtics are on fire. Uh, we made a little trade where, you know, we seem to have a little more guard play, a little more defense, and we shoot a little better in the perimeter. I don't think we're going to take out the Warriors. I don't think, frankly, anyone in the West is going to take out the Warriors, except maybe the very well-coached and very well-defended on the perimeter Phoenix Suns, except for Booker. He's 6'6". He can get his feet in the right place now. He's still not very quick. Um, I would hate to see Booker matched up on Clay, even a slightly slower clay what do you think i'm i'm high on the suns i think i think things are going a little bit off the rails with the uh, with the warriors right now they're they're struggling a little bit um the the suns are definitely the more complete team i think and they they've been the more consistent um coming off that championship that they uh that they were in last year Going up against Milwaukee, you know, and we talked about Milwaukee. What a what a great ex- experience for them to win it. Um, you know, just so many great athletes. Chris Paul, great career. DeAndre Ayton, great career. Uh, Bridges, very good athlete. Crowder, a definite veteran, and and a really good presence. Three and D, and. Uh, I mean, they've got a they've got a really good team. Yeah, that's why they win. And I like Monty Williams as the coach. He kills it. So the Suns are really good. The Warriors are really good. I think that's your West teams. I'm with you. LeBron's not going anywhere. AD's not going anywhere. Uh, LA is going to somehow stack somebody by buying somebody. So they'll you know they'll probably cut every contract besides AD and LeBron and sign somebody because LeBron's going to be the GM. I'm excited for NBA basketball, man. It's going to be wild. We have the play-in. Maybe somebody will surprise somebody. And the East is not very deep. So, you know, uh, Giannis could get surprised. Giannis could surprise somebody. At the moment, the Cavaliers would be facing off with Chicago in that first round. The Cavaliers have been pesky. They've been they've been playing very good basketball, very yeah, gritty Yeah, if, if the Bulls basketball. didn't have Lonzo, I'd say they're, you guys would have a real shot in that series. They're struggling right now. But a lot of it is that we've talked about where is the love Kevin Love's happy. Kevin Love is healthy in in all facets. He's been a big reason why the Cleveland Cavaliers have done what they've done. Not not counting out Mobley or Garland or you know the other guys that that the Cavaliers have, but they've been playing great. They have a chance to get through a first round, depending on who they face. I'd put them in the wild horse category. You know, the wild horse is the one that's running free. You don't know what's going to happen. It could could go really badly. Or maybe that horse gets ahead of steam. The other, the other thing, too, is that being that they're the sixth seed as of now, even if they, and I hope they don't, but even if they get into that play-in tournament, 7 through 10, do you think there are a lot of teams that are taking the Cleveland Cavaliers seriously? They, they are yeah. an underdog and a team that a lot of people aren't really investing in. It could be them against the world to an extent. I'm not saying they're going to win at all. But what is it could what, be could be very interesting. What would it do for their culture if they got a win in a playoff series against the Nets? Oh, it'd be huge. It would be it would be huge. And this is the first sign of life that we have seen since LeBron left again to go to LA. 
So what what they're doing this year, regardless of how it ends, when it ends, what they're doing this year is pretty dang special. If I had to pick a uh, a finals right now, and the beginning of the year, my finals prediction was Lakers Bucks rematch. Um, actually, no, I take that back. It was Lakers Nets. Um, as of now, I as I had just said, I would have to go Suns and Sixers, and that's kind of the way it's looking. But still, have some time in the regular season and a long time before we get to the NBA Finals come the middle of the summer. It's a fascinating NBA calendar. Getting even more interesting. I like it. It's kind of wide. It's wide open, you know. Who knows? Kind of like what you had said, and and I concur with the March Madness tournament. Who knows? Things that make me say, "Hmm." Nobody knows. It's not all trouble, though. It's just a lot to it's, be seen. It's very true. There's a lot to be seen, so nobody knows. Um, let's finish it off with some talk. Again, of the NFL, we we had talked about the Super Bowl here uh, moments ago, and now we're getting closer and closer to the start of a new season where, come March 16th, we will start the 2022-23 season. The first thing that I want to ask you, and my, I asked my brother this yesterday when I talked to him on the phone, was about Tom Brady and, and what the scenario was. He said, I don't see a scenario, and I completely agree, where Tom Brady comes back and plays, where he pulls a Brett Favre and he says, I'm going to retire. And then he says, wait a minute, I'm just kidding. I'm coming back. I don't see that happening. Do you? I think Brady's a football player. I think he just had a month off from his football experience. What else does he want to do with his time? His kids are at an age where, you know, he's got a nice variety of kid ages. He's got... I, I don't mean to, um, you know, interrupt right off the bat from what you're saying. I I think you're you're going to say that he could very well come back. He does have a media company. And I, I read that he's going to be starring in a movie and, and that he's going to be doing some other things. Yeah, I just want to th- th- throw those things out there that he does have other interests besides, you know, family and football. The movie's done. The house in Miami is getting I built. I can't wait to see it. It's going to be fun. Did you watch the, uh, what was the Disney Plus thing he did? There's a, The Man in the Arena? Yeah, I've seen some of it, yeah. So, I mean, he's doing his media thing as a player now. Uh, we've seen him do his nutrition thing as a player. I think there's an interest for Tommy in playing in a place like San Francisco. Now, I also read a report that Bruce Arians isn't ever going to trade that contract the way that Bill Belichick traded Gronk when, obviously, Brady wanted Gronk in Tampa. So, that there's reciprocity when you're under contract to a team. The NFL is not forgiving. And that's that's the other thing that my brother brought up too was that he's still under contract until he says either I'm coming back at some point or retires once the season starts here in a few weeks. But if you're Tampa, do you want Jimmy GQ? Does that do it for you? I think it's I think it's better than what they have now. I, I and I'm speaking just on on Brady and his career and whatnot. I I really and it goes back to the game that he had. That, that they lost in the playoffs, I saw a glint in his eye that to me just said, you know what, I'm done. I think he was saying, I'm done here. Because Tampa did not have the the goods. It was a rough year. I mean, the, the AV walk-off probably got the most attention. But oh, my Lord, have mercy. It did. I th- Now, here's the other report. That, that was really tough. And, of course, because I'm a Brady fan, I'm reading the outside the numbers stuff, which is saying that maybe Tommy's already sick of Bruce Arians. How much Bruce Arians do you want to hang out with? Uh, maybe about a beer or two. I, he strikes me as small doses, yeah. but you know what? I recognize that I can be that guy, too. I think uh, we're going to have to agree to disagree on, on this. It sounds like you think that Brady will return. No, I'm saying he think... wants to return. Okay, do you think he will? No. Okay, so we do agree. Um, I, I think maybe he hasn't quite made up his mind. Agree. Um, but I, I also think that he will not, and, and for that matter, I think he should not. Um, I mean, it's not like he looked like Ben last year. It's not like he looked like no, a, a corpse. No, and, I, and I'm not saying that. I'm not saying that at all. But, I mean, 
at some point, enough is enough. And especially since he had said once that he was going to retire. And he's got such a pristine silver image, if you will, that I, I just, I think the best move is to call it a career. And I understand that's hard to do. You know, Michael Jordan came back multiple times. Brett Favre came back multiple times. I just don't see Tom Brady being that guy. I think you don't think he's like the other goats that can't put the just can't put it down. I think I think he's he's done all that he needs to do, and I, I just I don't see him coming back. I I really don't. I think you're asking Tom Brady to stop playing football, like people ask Richard Pay to stop driving stock cars. Good luck with that. Yeah. Well. Um. Let's let's do another edition of where in the world will Aaron, Aaron Rodgers play? His looks like they offered him a contract. It, yeah. it looks like it actually could be the Green Bay Packers that he comes back and and plays there. I mean, Denver is is a team that certainly is knocking on the door as as we had mentioned before. Um, they've got a lot of young talent there. My my brother brings up a really good point again that if if they can make it work that Vegas and Green Bay should make a swap and and send car yeah and and send Rodgers out to Vegas to play with his former teammate Devonte Adams they played together in college um you know so there could be a chance that uh that some different Things out or uh, yeah, to have Adams play with Carr in in Vegas, um, I, I think I had said that wrong. To have Adams play in Vegas with with Carr would would be the ticket. Um, have have Rogers maybe stay there. Pittsburgh's a team that has a chance to to do something. Are they thinking maybe the draft? Um, a lot of it wild card tails, quick, quick wild card. A lot of it tails around you know what other teams decide to do. Russell Wilson, what what Tampa decides to do, et cetera. If Brady continues his his retirement talk, et cetera. Would Pittsburgh consider pushing the Colin Kaepernick button? Abs, I wouldn't. Ah, uh, no. Is he like that Tim Tebow level at this point? <sighs> okay. Yeah, I. Yeah, <laughs> I I just. Well, what are they I gonna wouldn't... do? Is it Mason Rudolph? Is it Rudy going forward? What's the plan there? For Pittsburgh? Yeah, I still think it could be Aaron Rodgers. I really do. Well, the Steelers fans want to hear that, sure. But what's your what's your uh, grounds for that? Well, I I just think that he he would be a good fit there. You've got a couple of receivers. If if Aaron wants to play and wants to play out of Green Bay. I, I think that Pittsburgh would be, you know, a really good fit. He he played against him in a Super Bowl. He admires the coach. He he admires the the way the Midwest style of football is played, um, and he, he'll be playing for another iconic franchise. I, I'm thinking if it's not Green Bay, which it's looking like it could be, and could be much stronger, I would I would maybe go Pittsburgh or Denver. So do you remember Deflategate? Do you remember when Michael Eisner and the good people at Disney had ESPN do an entire summer's worth of NFL content over a cell phone getting smashed because a guy with a supermodel wife didn't want people stealing his cell phone data? Some people smash cell phones when they're done with them. Believe it or not, that's a practice people do. It's true. So, uh... I, I could also see Russell Wilson going to Pittsburgh. What I'm trying to get at is the amount of content that Aaron Rodgers, who's... A not particularly likable dude at this point in America. He's a pariah. That, that, oh, that fair to say? All right. So, yeah. pariah. Easily. Aaron Rodgers is about to re-sign with the same team probably for the rest of his career. We think. Well, I'm saying he's probably going to do that. But in the year leading up to it, he has given us so much content from sharing his foot to uh, engaging the biggest dialogue in the world around public health. Uh, in a hella, in a, I don't want to say hilarious, in a completely irresponsible and pariah-inducing way. Uh, his relationships have been fascinating. Um, he's a content machine, and he's not your traditional charismatic content creator. He's he, But what I'm trying to get at is, do we love Aaron the way we love Yeezy yet? Because his college dropout album was pretty great. I mean, he's had some great games. 
But is he Michael Jackson? Is he also a little, uh, just, just not quite your mainstream fella? Well, he's, he's definitely his own guy. There's, there's no question about that. It's, it's the, it's the athlete that I still think he's one of the greatest, certainly that is, has done it in a long time. Yeah, he, Not that he is the greatest. Michael was a singer and a dancer. Um, as, as an athlete, outstanding. As, as a guy, eh. Not so much. Okay, then let me ask it this way. Are you not entertained? Oh, I'm I'm entertained for for sure. And and it's getting the sideshow stuff with Pat McAfee and whatever else. It's getting ratings, but it's just some of it with that is is nonsense. I'm not I'm not sure if that's what you're looking at or that's what you're I'm coaxing. trying to decide if it's better or worse for America to have Aaron Rodgers playing football and uh I'm leaning towards worse but I also understand it's a game with money and he's the best singer and dancer of the football under center I'm I'm leaning towards worse as well because of the fact that with the football comes the rest of Aaron Rodgers which a lot of people are not a fan of who was it? Uh, the Giants outside linebacker that Belichick coached up. This is, I'm not a role model. Or kids. Oh. What, what do you say to kids that try to? Oh, I don't want to misquote somebody. I thought it was LT, but anywho, the idea is maybe it was mm, Rodman. I don't know. I shouldn't be throwing this around. I think, I think that does sound right that it was Dennis Rodman, but yeah, you'll have to look that up because I'm not 100% sure. Um, but I know. I know exactly. Uh, well, actually, I think it was even Michael Jordan that said that. In the Jordan doc. I got Barkley saying it, coming off of what the Google gives me. I think a lot of people have said it, honestly. I would think. I mean, now, Barkley, I remember him coming up really young, obviously on the Sixers, and then that Dream Team experience is where he became a world figure. Um I think that is essentially the the essence, is am I expected to be a, rate, a role model? NBA Hall of Famer Charles Barkley made a head, headlines. I'm quoting here from NapValleyRegister.com uh, via Google. NBA Hall of Famer Charles Barkley made headlines in 93 when recording a commercial in which he said, I'm not a role model. Just because I dunk a basketball doesn't mean I should raise your kids. What a bossy move by Sir Charles. I think... I think that Aaron Rodgers, to, to finish this up, because there is some other stuff that I want to get into, I think Aaron Rodgers will be playing somewhere next year. I'm I'm feeling pretty strong of that. You're a Green Bay fan. Are I'm, you buy your, your I'm, kid thinking, you I'm buy? thinking that it may end up being Green Bay, but so I could, still the jersey, I could be enticed with, with other teams. And I think as long as he's in Green Bay, you, you buy the jersey – in spite of the clown show that you're going to get with with A-Rodg. They're going to love him just like Pittsburgh loved Big Ben through all the ridiculous things that it was to be a Ben Roethlisberger fan. It's going to be fine. But does that make Aaron less marketable in other places? Honestly, no, because no one cares as long as you win. That's exactly right. Exactly. If you're San Francisco, would you get jacked up? It's never going to happen because they're division rivals. But if you're uh, picks a team that actually show up at Miami, would you be pumped if you're a Finns fan and all of a sudden Aaron Rodgers is under center? You'd feel like you'd go out and buy his jersey just like you'd buy a Dan Marino. Sure. And and it's because of that fact, too. That, um, or you would be happy with that because they've got Tua. You like to win because it's and, sports. And, and Tua's not getting it done in Miami. Just All I'm trying to get at is happening. Aaron Rodgers will always have a job because he's good at football. And Obviously. You know who yeah. else said that? Antonio Brown walking off the field, right? He'll always have a job because he's good at football. Well. How much can we tolerate as fans? And how and, much is Antonio that Brown is on a little bit of a different level than Aaron Rodgers, in my opinion. I, I would take Aaron Rodgers with some things. Can, over. We, can we do a Kanye West scale from one to Yeezy? If <laughs> you go full Yeezy, let's move on. <laughs> um, what's what do you think are some uh, some guys to look out for in the draft? 
Oh, I haven't watched much college to really uh, get comparative. Even in terms of what what uh, Mel and company are saying. Oh, if, I, if you have any frame no, of reference. No, I think it's throwing darts at the board it's, to me. It's early. Um, when I look at you know players, I'm usually looking at system. Um, the only games I've watched have been like SEC games, so it's not like I can see offensive linemen from the Big Twelve or your still twelve Titans in the Midwest Big Big Conference. Big what? The big the Big Twelve is still the Big Twelve. Yeah, they All right. they've got. Uh, I think they have more than twelve. I'm I just know, trying to say, but it's it's like the Big Ten has more than ten. All right. It's a conference I don't watch regularly. Like I don't, I'm not watching Big Twelve football. I'm right. not watching Big East football. I'm not watching Rutgers. So those players in those teams though, that can be valuable first, second, third round picks. And I'm just trying to say I have nowhere near enough college football watching experience to tell you like, oh yeah, this lineman out of Iowa that's 360 pounds, great feet. Look out for Aiden Hutchinson out of Michigan. He's he's listed to be a top two three pick this year. He's a he's a beast. Give me a comp. Um, oh gosh, I'm not sure I could at this moment. That that'll come with with time. We still have plenty of time to go. Uh, but things are going to be getting interesting. Here's one that I've I've heard in terms of guys that could be on the move. The New York Giants. Hopefully, if if he stays, he's healthy. But Saquon Barkley's getting a lot of talk to possibly, you know. Should he leave New York? Could you imagine? And I've heard ESPN mention this uh, certainly with Get Up and some of the other shows. Could you imagine the Buffalo Bills getting Saquon Barkley? That that would turn them if if they get a healthy Saquon Barkley to to go with Singletary. That would turn them into a Super Bowl contender like that, in my opinion. And they're already really close. If you're a Bills fan, what's the other local sports coverage you're going to see possibly on your TV? Besides watching Bills highlights on local sports, you're going to get... In terms of the NFL? I'm saying you're a local Buffalo... Or just Buffalo sports. I'm a Buffalo Bills sports fan. I'm hanging out near Albany. I'm near the Capitol, and I'm watching my local station. I'm going to watch the Bills highlights, and then after the Bills highlights, they're going to show me... In Buffalo, probably the Sabres highlights have... I well, think yeah, off the top of my head. But I also might get some highlights from the other New York teams. Right, and, and that's initially where I was going to go. What I'm trying thinking, to say is if you're going to... Jets and Giants. If you're going to overpay Saquon Barkley, and no one's getting paid at the running back position, if you're going to overpay Saquon to keep him in New York, in Buffalo, then why not where he's been in the market and people know who Saquon Barkley is? Because he hasn't played... He's like Christian McCaffrey at this point. He hasn't played enough people to remember who he is unless they're real, real thing football fans. Because he hasn't been on fantasy. He's been hurt. Um, he's been the, the blown fantasy pick as opposed to the best numbers guy out there. And Saquon's a beast. So, yeah, he's worth the money. Uh, do you think the Bills might also buy Rob Gronkowski, send him back home? Um, How about the combo of the strongest tight end in football? Uh, eh, that's arguable, but it's still up there, Gronk, with Saquon Barkley. And all of a sudden you're running like the Colts do. Yeah, that would be that would be really interesting to see what would happen. I just think, and, I, and I'm speaking on on a fit that I think would work in terms of getting over the hump. It's cold weather football with Saquon Barkley. Are you kidding me? It would be it would be awesome. And we know that the New York football giants are not going to be winning anytime soon. Yeah, he's an asset. And and Barkley wants to win. Despite being hurt the majority of his pro career, which is still very, very uh much in its infancy. Yeah. I like especially the- because he's been hurt. He yeah. wants to win. It would be NFC trading to the AFC. That's usually how it goes when it goes. But it's not like basketball. Not a lot of trades usually happen. Uh, it would be for money or picks. Maybe. Anything else on your mind, good sir? Oh, I've just missed you, Marcus. It's nice to be back at it. Brew, if you hung on for the, the, the bootleg here, uh, my God, did you make the podcast better. Thanks for coming on, Brew, our guy. Matt Brubaker, one of a kind. Uh, I think that will about wrap up this edition. We will be back soon for sure to talk much more about what's going on in the world of sports and life. Certainly March Madness right around the corner. For Tyler Brown, TBMM, Tyler Brown Multimedia. For Kevin Libby, for our special guest, Matt Brubaker of Bruin Company. I'm Marcus Walsh. Thanks for joining us on this edition of Where Cleats Meet Bass Baritone Beats. 
It's been this edition of the Marcus Wall Show. So long, everybody. Music you hear on the Marcus Wall Show is provided courtesy of TBMM Productions, Tyler Brown Multimedia, for all things low country. Dial 843-715-1935. Baby, we can do it, take your time, do it right, we can do it, baby, do it tonight. Shout out to you wanna get down, shout out to do it right now. Not the way I do it, baby, let it to it, then it's as you like that sound. All you wanna do is let go, I'm in salty mode, know my feng shui gold. Come on, girl, come out them clothes. Can't do it like me, do it like me, can't groove it like me, groove it like me. Can't do it like this, do it like this, wanna kind of saute, work all in the wrist.